Lost Princess, sheer number three. I am certain that if you've listened to the first two parts of this story, you are wondering what on earth am I getting so excited about and what is it actually telling me? Well, this is the final part, so please do listen. If you haven't listened to part one and two, you have to go back, otherwise you won't make sense of anything. The Viceroy searched for him for many years until he again encountered a giant like the previous ones. He too carried a great tree. The giant asked him all that the first one had. The Viceroy told him his whole story, how the giant's brother had sent him here. The giant began pushing him away as well, telling him that this palace does not exist. But the Viceroy remained adamant. He said to him, I am appointed of all the birds. I'm going to call them. Maybe they will know. They answered that they did not know of this mountain or the palace. Now you can see for yourself that it doesn't exist in the world. If you will listen to me, turn around and go back for it doesn't exist. But the Viceroy adamantly insisted saying that it did exist. The giant said, further in the desert you will find my brother. He's appointed over all the winds which travel throughout the world. Maybe they will know something. So he walked for many, many years until he found another giant carrying a tree like the others. The giant asked him who he was and the viceroy told him the entire story. Like the others, the giant tried to discourage him, but he stood his ground. The third giant said to the viceroy that he would call all the winds of the world on his behalf and ask them. He called and they came. He asked them all, and they said they had never seen such a mountain or a palace. The giant said, now you surely see that you have been led along by folly. And the viceroy began to cry very greatly, saying, I know with certainty that it exists. In the middle of this conversation, they saw that another wind had come. The giant grew very angry, saying, why did you come so late? I decreed that all the wind should come now. Why did you not come with them? The wind answers, I was held up. I needed to carry a princess to a mountain of gold and a palace of pearls. The Samach Me'od. The Viceroy was very happy. The giant asked the wind, what is this precious thing? Where is it? What is precious there? The wind responded, everything there is tremendously valuable and expensive. The one appointed over the wind said to the Viceroy, because you have been searching for her for such a great mountain of time, and you've had so many struggles, it's possible that you will now have a further obstacle because of money. I will give you a vessel. Whenever you reach inside, you will take money from there. The giant commanded the wind to bring the Viceroy to this palace. The storm wind came and carried him there, bringing him to the gate. There were troops there who didn't let him enter the city. He reached his hand into the vessel and took out money. He bribed them and entered. It was a beautiful city. He went to a wealthy man, paid him for a room and board. He would need to stay for a while. He would need to devote much thought and contemplation to free her. Says Rabbi Nossan, Rabbi Nachman's student, How he freed the lost princess? Lo siper. Rabbi Nachman never told that story. In the end, he freed her. So what have I been talking about for the last three shiurim? So simply, this story shouldn't be too difficult to work out. It's about a princess who gets lost in the epic search to find her. But while the story itself is emotional, poignant and dramatic, it leaps off the page when we realise that this is actually our own life. This story occurs within every person. And in every era, each individual person experiences practically this entire tale.
So how do you work that out? So the first thing we have to do is work out who the princess is or what the princess is. But that's enough for today. To answer that question, you have to come back tomorrow. Have a very lovely day.